Good morning, Randy Dole Podcast, and man, we've got a we've got a really cool special guest on today, and uh, somebody I'm, I've I've watched grow and uh, and have become closer to, and much much. I mean, the respect level is unbelievable. Always has been, but now being around her a lot more in the last years. And I, I took a note when we were leading into this that it's amazing how it's now you know at a at a different platform in my career age-wise and everything else probably more age-wise and maturity wise it's pretty cool to see fellow uh professionals and what they've what they've done uh not just up front but uh behind the scenes and so it's cool cool to pull the curtain back and kind of see this so chris you want to introduce our guest and then we're going to jump in right with her not that she needs but, any introduction but but behind the scenes we, we should we should have should have had her take us on a tour of the auto geek warehouse well, we'll do that next time. That'd be fun. That would be fun. We got that tour. That that would be fun. But uh, I'm always afraid I'm gonna mess up her last name. But it's 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 Megan Poirier. Do do I do that That's right? That's close enough. Chris. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll go uh, with that. But every everybody everybody knows knows Megan. She is uh, the um, what are you, Chief Operations Officer, right? Yes, Over sir. At, over at Auto Geek, and Auto Geek is uh, one of our favorite, uh, I guess, detail supply distributors. I mean, you guys sell it all, in, in, just about everything. That definitely everything that uh, you need for your detailing business, or just for your weekend warrior work that you do. But um, but they're uh, they're great supporters of the industry, uh, both Megan and Auto Geek, and uh, they. You know that's one of the things i always try and tell people people ask oh should i get this from here or there and i just say whatever you do get your stuff from somebody that actually supports our industry and that is interested in making it grow and become better um, because there's a lot of companies out there that just like to take from it um, but auto geeks a good example of a kind of company that you know is not only you know the people that are not only making a living in this industry but they're giving back to it as well so i think that's important but um, the other cool thing too this year, uh, Auto Geek was one of our sponsors at our Air Force One project. So you know, big thank you to them for doing that with us this year as well. And uh, I think that's kind of what I got. Well, they, <clears throat> I'll tell you, it's been it's been really cool. I remember way back, and we'll get into the history of Auto Geek uh, a little bit right now. But I remember hearing Auto Geek, and I was like, "What's an Auto Geek?" You know, I, I have to look it up. The name alone drove me and you got to remember this is right when you know online really started to happen you know i mean not just for us for for the world and i remember seeing auto geek and i was like oh my god who are these guys you know what what are they doing how do they do it and uh and and just watched them grow and then i met megan and i was like okay i've got it what what's her story and remember watching her and I remember my first meeting, you've probably never heard the story. The first time I met you, I, I watched you the whole weekend. And you were behind the scenes controlling the chaos. Must have been detail fest. Yep, it was. It was. <laughs> and you're behind and I just watched her and I was like, okay, how is how is she saying so calm and cool? And that's pretty impressive. So that was my first time of, of just watching you in action. So thank you so much for for coming on the program. So we've, we've done a light introduction. I'd love to have you introduce yourself. 
Sure. Um, I've been with AutoGeek since uh, I think 2000 um, or 2001, I'm not even sure at this rate, but um, when I came on with the company, um, I had owned my own photography company and um, they were transitioning from my catalog to the internet because, you know, that's how old we all are. Right. <laughs> People used to send in orders on paper to us and we would ship them little jars of sovereign wax out. So we, uh, we started out with transitioning, you know, from the catalog to the internet. We originally were Palm Beach Motoring um, was our website. And then we switched over to AutoGeek in 2001. Um, and just, you know, we, we took a, as everybody in this industry, we took a few stabs at a few different things. You know, we came out with a forum, you know, the first attempt failed and then came back at it again. And then it hit just right. Um, the website, we, you know, made some changes with that and things evolved. Um, you know, we started a few different brands in the process. You know, we bought a few brands, um, you know, just kind of slowly built from like a thousand square feet, you know, to where we're sitting now. And uh, it's been fun, a slow, fun ride. And I think slow and steady is what wins the race. There you go. I like that. So let's go back again all the way to the beginning, you know, um, before you guys turned over to, to, you know, to AutoGeek and everything else is, is we, I, I even knew of you guys way back then, right? As because of this catalog. Uh, the internet was just going, but it, it, it was a wild west to build a website back then was quite the adventure. You know, it, uh, there wasn't too many code writers, you know, at the time when you guys really got into, even in 2000, 2001, it was still a struggle, you know, to, to really get things, um, going, you know, how important in, in your journey going back, you know, over 20 years with AutoGeek. You know, of just staying engaged because you guys, I mean, you've got Detail Fest, you've got the shows you've gone to, you're a huge part, you know, of SEMA, uh, first displaying and, and now being there and having a presence there. All the various, you know, Mobile Tech, um, Southern Details Conference, all these different things you're going, you obviously invest in that. How important is it for business to engage at that level? What's that bring to you? Um, you know, I think it's important to get out there. Um, it's more important that you give back. Um, you know, being at these events for us is really important. You know, I think sometimes people don't understand these aren't really money makers for us. They're more about going and doing the education. Um, you get an opportunity, you know, mobile tech is a great example. You can go there and teach classes um, on all different kinds of topics. And then the students can come to you after and they come right up to the booth and, you know, ask questions one-on-one. -on -one. So I feel like for us, it's that education part of being at these shows. You know, we like to lead by education and it just gives us an opportunity to talk to the customer face-to-face. E-commerce -face. E can give you this very non-personal thing. You know, we do know a lot of our customers. I have some that had since day one, but, you know, to get out there and to see them face-to-face, -face, I think that's real important in this industry. No, it really is. I'll tell you a really cool story that will kind of in my eyes, set your guys is what your culture is, you know, with your customers is I'm at the first uh, detail fest that I'd gone to. You guys have brought me down and uh, you guys you had brought in, you know, you got to do, do a car show and it's all the people. And I'd never mixed and mingled with the auto geek customer and the auto geek customer 
isn't by the majority uh and correct me if i'm wrong is not a professional they're they're enthusiasts and all of a sudden we're engaging with all these enthusiasts and they are on fire the passion the passion was unbelievable and i'm sitting there i remember there's a small group of of younger guys saying man i just you know i don't know about co-mingling with these with these do-it-yourselfers and it's like are you crazy the passion you guys do for a living what they do for fun this is a fun event for them you need to go take in and that passion needs to be addictive but you had a young man there that had a boy i'm going to do this injustice it was like a a a a cutlass it was an older like 86 it was it was like somebody in his family's car original paint from the you know from 86 single stage there's a couple spots where it was worn through, you know, because at this point it was, it was 30 years old, right? It was flawless. And, and, and the, and the young man that was driving it drove it like 1200 miles one way. And I, I, I honestly had to give him a trophy because I can't imagine the time this young guy put in, this car was so important to him for all these reasons. That was my exposure to where auto geek is, they have taken and built up a culture, a fan base, a family, and that's really hard to do and maintain. Yeah, and I can tell you one even crazier. I know who that is. That is Shane from Tennessee. That's exactly it. It is. <laughs> he has been a customer of ours um, since I think he was 16. I mean, it was – and some people, some of the pros really gave me, you know, pushback because – you know they're looking at there's all kinds of cars there right there's ferraris yeah. i mean but it was to me it was you guys gave me instructions that this is this shows about diy it's about passion and for somebody to take you know 30 year old paint and make it look that good when it's already thin i just thought that was that that was deserving you know mm -hmm. but more so <coughs> excuse me it was the it it was the passion that he, he had developed and doing that work and, and and really what he was telling you guys is that you know you guys have valued me i'm going to value you i'm coming down to support this thing i want to be a part of your mojo mm -hmm. and i think that you guys you know when you're at shows a lot of people at shows you said it shows cost a lot especially you guys because you don't just show up with you know a 10 by 10 and and a, and a picnic table uh, <laughs> and throw one or two you know products out and and there's one person there manning it you you show up so for those that have never seen you, maybe they're DIYs, they haven't been to a professional show. You know, how I mean, how big are your booths at these events? I mean, you take a whole back wall at Mobile Tech. <laughs> Mobile Tech, we try to go 50 feet wide on the back wall. Um, I think we did uh, 20 by 20 at Southern Detailers Conference. That's um, a, it's a lot of space. Well, we try to represent the brands that uh, are at the show. You know, for us, it's about making sure that the vendors that we have close relationships with, that we represent them well. So, you know, try to bring as many brands as we can. And you can't do that in a 10 by 10. <laughs> no, so true, right? So true. So let me ask you this, is that going back, you know, you've got many enterprises that it started out, you know, as, as one idea and it grew into many ideas. Uh, a lot of different brands within a brand now and, and in that time a lot of competition has come into it but yet you guys have really been able to maintain your platform how have you done that what's what's the secret sauce do you think i think it's one thing it's education 
we try to make sure we deliver enough education because like you said, we are dealing with, you know, the enthusiasts. They need a little help with the product. They need to make sure they're using it right. So we put a lot of time and energy um, into our videos and making sure that we have the proper training that we're giving them. You know, I always tell people, you know, if a product, they use a product and it doesn't perform the way they want to, they don't blame the product, they blame us. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so for us, it's important that we give them that information. So when they utilize that product, that it's going to perform the way it should. And, and you know, you know, and you're no better than anybody. There's a lot of good products out there, but some of them require a little more finesse than others. And so we try to make sure that we clearly explain, you know, how to use them. And I think, you know, nowadays with the coatings, the consumers are trying to get into those, you know, they don't want to go pay the big dollars to have them installed. So, but coatings can be finicky. And so, you know, you just really got to make sure you put out a lot of education. And I think that's where we, you know, do the, do a good part in the industry. Well, you know, I'll, uh, three things, my baseline for a good, for a good a company that in this modern day, that's really getting out like you guys do on, you know, into the video realm is empathy. Well, you just shared that you got empathy for your, your, the people that are buying products, not even the pros, a lot of them to all too many think they're educated on the product, but they're really not. Right. I mean, and it's not, a, it's not a, a hit at the pros, but I wish the pros would spend a little more time doing research like the DIY people do, especially now. This is the most sophisticated driver that we've ever had. So empathy, you do a great job on uh, education. You do a great job on and then entertaining those three factors. I think auto geeks a great example of that. Now, speaking of, you've brought in a couple of my favorite people. So you've got Justin and Robin that are brand representatives for you. Spokes I was people. just going to bring them up. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we're worthy of it. And so, you know, I, I love, you know, the direction you're going that. And so um, that brings a whole nother side of it. And with Robin coming in, I mean, Justin's there. He's a, you know, a young entrepreneur, uh, passionate, shares that, that empathy and that connection with the, the DIY. And then Robin and yourself represent a powerhouse, what I call a powerhouse, and it's girl power coming up through this industry. But not only through the industry, I was reading a, 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 something really cool that eight, eight or nine percent of all brand new Ferrari owners are females now. It's the highest it's ever been. It's doubled in, in recent years. And so the female side of, 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 of detailing, uh, both on the pro and the enthusiast has grown. Uh, Justin's definitely in connection. So kind of explain your idea of of using those talents within within your education well you know when we you know did a change with our education last year there was one thing um we really wanted to make sure we did is that we brought in people that are actually working in industry you know to train somebody on how to professionally detail is um you know techniques one thing but actually running a business as you know that you know, it's just the age old problem. A lot of detailers get in it and that whole business side just gets forgotten. And, you know, they could be the best detailer out there, but they have to have a little bit of, Hey, I've been in, you know, in, in this and I've been doing this and I understand, you know, the, the troubles you might run across. And also the fact that you've got to, you got to run a business, you know, it's just not doing the work. You've got to run the business. You've got to market it. So, you know, Justin, um, 
is very, you know, close to us. He's only an hour away. He runs a very successful business. You and I have both watched him grow over the years mm. from that little shop in the back to he's, he just owns that corner over there. So Justin was a, just, he's always been at the top of my list. Um, I, I think he's, you know, he's a good kid. Um, he represents the company well. Um, and then, you know, with Robin and, you know, we'll let the cat out of the bag on that one, but you were the one that suggested Robin to me. You know, I, I had been looking for a female trainer. You know, we, we are seeing the industry change. And so for us, it was very important to bring in a female. And, you know, you said you meet her and you'll know. And I think I spent two minutes with her and I said, okay, that's the right. one. Yeah. She's just so well-rounded and she's a great blend for, you know, your synergy Yes. And, and you know what? Let's put it out there. I think that a lot of people seeing you out in doing what you do with an auto geek's been an inspiration, not just at building a business, but you know, it's it's a it. This is this is like the military. It's it's strongly a man's world out there. And I think I've watched some very powerful females really struggle with trying to get her their foothold in it. But I think that you know. You are a great example of that, of somebody that's seasoned, that, that really just, you just showed your value. You didn't have to prove anything. Is that you just showed what a, what, how dynamic you are, and, and the respect came very natural. But I'm sure it was not an easy road. Or was it? Was it really that big of a struggle? Did you face, did you face diversity as a female in, in, in a man's industry? Um, I you know what I've always said, I feel like in this industry, and it's probably, and you're very familiar with this in the military, I think women have to work twice as hard just to establish themselves, um, which I have no problem with doing. Um, but I do think, you know, it, it, when you're trying to work in an industry that is, you know, probably 95% male, you have to earn the respect differently you're not going to be given it just because of who you are. And so I, I just always have kept my head down, worked hard and let that speak for itself. And, you know, eventually people were like, all right, I respect what you're doing. And, you know, and back, I will tell you probably in 2001, it was three of us running this company. It was me, Juan, um, and we had um, Jeanette running the front office, but me and Juan built, we're building the website. We were running back packing orders. We were taking phone calls. We were taking technical calls. And I would get a tech call and a guy would ask me, hey, could I just speak to the guy in charge? And I'd be like, well, I'm going to hand it over to Juan, but I probably know about as much as he does, but I have no problem doing that. And I thought it was kind of interesting how that happened back in the day. And so, you know, the re it would be a funny, you know, little back and forth between me and Juan because our desks were next to each other. He'd say, hey, wait, I don't really know about this product. And I would tell him and he would tell me. But we just kind of learned about the products as we were building the site. We we're packing the orders. We did a little bit of a, you know, as a three-man show. So we did a little bit of everything. And so I definitely got a lot of that back in the day. But I haven't, haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> yeah, you know it, what? Oh, real quick, I was just going to jump in and say, you, you know what's cool is, I mean, you have this awesome title, right? Chief Chief Operations Officer. But the important thing to realize is that, you know, no matter what the job is, it seems like you're willing to jump in and do it, you know, it, whether it was back then or now. 
And I think that's an important trait with people that are successful in what they're going to do and, you know, help them move forward is you literally just put on whatever hat you have to do the job and get it done. That is correct. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny because at this last training, one of the students comes out to me and he goes, I got, I got to, you know, he says, how engaged are you, you know, in, in the shop? He goes like, for instance, he goes, when's the last time you, you clean the bathroom here? I said about an hour, about an hour ago. And he goes, really? I said, yeah, I went and wiped it down just about an hour ago. Um, you know, it, it, success doesn't mean, um, you know, that you're not jumping in there when you have to jump in there. So, sometimes your, your, your crew, your staff, your team is, is doing, you know, they're, they, they've got their jobs sometimes to go back and do the simple things it needs to be done. And it also humbles you, you know, and yeah. I think you're that person. I think you're that person. Well, so not, it's, not it's, only not only that, I let Rennie clean the bathroom too. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he lets me. He lets me. Yeah, I, I do. I, I mean, I do it all. You know, and I'm, well, we're small. You guys do a lot with a little. For as big of an organization as you are, you do a lot. You're very, uh, you're a very tightly ran operation. You know, and you can see that when you're at your facility. With that being said, there's been a lot of changes in the industry in the last decade. I mean, you know, you've had a front row seat to it. Does something stand out? What anything really stand out to you that what's helped propel and change not just the professional side, but the DIYers? They've changed a lot. Yeah. I think um, you know, we just kind of had this conversation the other day, you know, back in 2008 when the recession hit um we found a lot of people were holding on to their cars instead of buying new cars so you you found that the diyers were like looking to you know get their cars to look as good as they could without purchasing a new one and so the industry's definitely kind of evolved with you know that kind of you know change I don't think I would have said, you know, 20 years ago, if we had ceramic coatings that our DIYers would be applying them. But mm -hmm. now because there's so much more information out there, there's so much more technology, um, products have become easier to use. You know, you've got ceramic spray coatings, you just spray them on and wipe them down. So I think technology in terms of what they can find online and technology that has advanced in actual chemicals has really changed the whole platform for everybody. No, it, it really has. And, and especially again, people just coming into the industry, I think have been greatly impacted by this, by this movement of ease, you know, and, and by all means, believe it or not, you know, detailing a car is not easy. It's a lot of work and there's a lot of science to it to do it right. Correct. But it's not to the point where I think the manufacturers, suppliers like you, I think the education that you've done has really helped push the industry ahead as a whole. I think that you guys, AutoGeek, has been a staple in spreading that education, the importance of education and investing in education because it really is. It's a big investment for for you guys to do this. It, it doesn't, it, you know, of course, you you build your business off of it. But it also has helped grown, you know, everybody, you know, the, the old saying is, you know, rising tide lifts all ships. I, I think that you guys have created the first tsunami, you know, in, in the industry uh, with education. I think that you were one of the, er the very earliest to really push that to the forefront. And I think it's paid off, you know, big time for all of us. Yeah, so, I, I think it's definitely something that needed to be done to help this industry just, you know, agreed. become a little more stable and 
open it up to a lot more people. So let's go back just a bit. So with all the testosterone flowing through the industry, okay, <laughs> lots of testosterone, is is that, you know, I was raised by my mom and grandma. I've got three daughters and one son. So I've got, you know, a, a, a very good natural balancer of testosterone, you know, all around me, have my entire life. Um, I think that one of the things that a lot of, not all men, but I think w w what a lot of men miss is the opportunity to wa watch females and how they engage, different things they do. You know, from a female's perspective, what do you what what are you liking that the females are bringing to our industry that the guys maybe need to pay attention to? Uh, you know, I think the one thing that's nice, and you know, we'll just say this loosely, but there's a lot of um, I think the egos in the industry, which when you have that, I don't feel like they work together as well as they should, and it's much better than it used to be. But I feel it like is. the women, yeah, the women have a lot more humility to them. That, you know, they encourage mm -hmm. each other. They have a lot more patience. Um, you know, we did a women's training, one of the first ones I've done in um, Lexington with uh, the IGL group. And it was a whole class of, you know, female detailers. And it was me and um, Robin and, you know, a bunch of great trainers up there and it was really nice just to you know listen to them it was completely different than being at one of our boot camps down here full of a bunch of guys and i just thought wow they're so encouraging to each other um anything you know and not that these people compete but you know a lot of times people aren't always looking to put their hand down to help somebody up and i i think women really do well with that in this industry yeah, yeah that's well, it's definitely, I, you know, I've seen the change and I like the, the balance, you know, that, that women bring. And I like the fact that the, a lot of the women that I see that I've got a lot of respect for, um, they're not playing the, the, the woman card the wrong way. They're playing it the right way. They're just getting in there and doing business. And I just think it's really, it's remarkable to watch what, what a handful, cause it is, it's a small number, but it, it, that is quadrupled what it was just a decade ago. So it's really, you know, um, to see Sydney up out of a home garage, you know, legitimate shop in her house, you know, doing something like that. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, Robin now being a, a spokesperson. I mean, I can go on and on, you know, Diane, my wife, you know, of, of her part of climbing in, and, and teaching her perspective. And, and it's funny because in training, I'll listen in on her day uh, when she's doing interiors and her perspective is is so different than even mine, somebody that's sensitive to it. And so I think that somebody that hasn't had that exposure, if they really, you know, if they really grasp it and hold on to it, they can really learn something. Um, so your culture around AutoGeek, you know, education, what do you think that what do you think about detailers educating their customers, you know, and, and developing their own quotes? Some people say, oh, I'm a one or two person shop. But yet I think that if you stripped everybody away at AutoGeek, you know, and just had one or two core people there, you and one other one, you and one, that core, those, those core values wouldn't change. I, I think that you could build it as big as you wanted to, or you could shrink it down. And your your cores seem that they've say, stayed the same through time. Is that is that true? Yeah, I think so. You know, one thing that was really nice, and um, you know, when we had the change of ownership, you know, in two thousand sixteen, we de 
developed a vision, mission, values, you know, statement. And it's kind of something we try to live by daily. We also try to hold each other to it. Um, and I, I think what we kind of came up with that is just kind of something we've kind of been living, you know, around here. And, you know, a, a lot of it has to do with, you know, respecting each other, you know, working hard, but still having fun. Um, you know, we, we try to inspire everybody to be the best they can. Um, one of the things we love to do here is we love to promote within, you know, I can't tell you how many people that started on the packing line are running a website right now because, you know, they've gotten the training and we've brought them up through, or <clears throat> I have one guy running Amazon for us that started out, out in the warehouse, you know, as a younger kid, you know, we've got people that have been gotten married. Um, you know, I have a family of four, I think in total that work for us, you wow. know, so for us, I think it's always been that we've kept it a real close knit family. We don't consider this employees. We're a family. Um, we sit and, you know, we have meals twice a month together. You know, we, we try to um, make sure that we let them know, you know, how much we appreciate them because without them, we don't exist. So I think as long as you keep that feeling alive and make sure that you let everybody know that they're just as important. And this goes back to, you know, you cleaning the toilet. I'm probably the best toilet repair person in the building for that. <laughs> <laughs> I love but it. they need to see you getting dirty. You know, I don't mind scrubbing the bathrooms, you know, so I think it just, you know, as long as you can keep your values, don't lose sight of that and just keep moving forward and appreciating everybody around you that's helping build the business. You just, you can't go wrong. No, you know, I when, when, uh, when we visited your facility back in, what was it, February, when we were at mobile tech, mm -hmm. uh, I took a picture of your, your vision, mission and values that was on the wall. And so I had to dig it up just now. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I think, is it right behind you actually? I think it is, it is behind me, <laughs> but, um, one of the things that does stand out is on the mission, it, it does say improve the quality of lives of our team. Yes. And I think that's, uh, that's pretty cool to put that right out there that that's one of your goals, you know? Yeah, you have to, you know, you just, you really need to have something, even when the new people come in and, you know, we say it's one thing to put it on the wall, but you, you have to live it, you know, you have to keep doing it and you have to, you know, not necessarily preach it, but just live it daily. And when you live it daily, it's, I think everybody else just, you know, they see it and they appreciate it. And I don't know, we just, we have a good group here. I'm, I'm pretty proud of everybody under this roof. Well, see, I think that kind of culture spreads out too, because I would say you guys do the exact same thing within the industry. You build from within. I mean, the example of Robin, the example of Justin, you know, mm -hmm. you might not know this, but Justin and I, he was out at training, uh, oh my gosh, eight years ago, seven years ago, something like that. It's, it's been a bit. And he said, you know, he goes, well, how, how do you envision me? And I said, um, you know, far above where you're at right now. And I really envision you being engaged with AutoGeek. Yeah. It was, yeah. Is that cool or what? I mean, yeah. I said, I really, I just think there's a blend there and knowing them. And during your transitional period, you know, you guys, you guys transitioned kind of into a new company. I mean, you know, I mean, you really did. And when that was happening, I was just like, hold the line, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. And my wait for it kept getting louder, you know? 
And so I think that just, and those are just two, you know, Robin and I can name so many, you've pushed me forward. You know, I mean, it, you've, you've pushed so many people forward. It just, it's matter of fact, to kind of get you into the limelight isn't really easy, is that you like to have your soldiers out there, your people, your generals, your, your, it's just really impressive to see as somebody at your caliber that's taking and putting other people's buildup, lives, needs, desires, talents out there. I think you're really good at it. I appreciate that. I think you're really good at it. And when I say you, I think it's you and the Auto Geek team. I think that it takes, you know, it's a tribe, right? It's it takes Absolutely. it's a village. It takes a lot to, to move a company like yours. So with that, let's get into shift gears just a little bit. A couple shared passions. Have you <laughs> gone camping lately? Um I have not been in about a month, which is a long time for me, yeah, but yeah. um also just bought a house that I thought was moving ready and I've been pretty much gutting it. So my camping time has been on hold. I am going to go out for a couple of days this weekend somewhere local, but, uh, you know, we do a, a big trip to Disney's Fort Wilderness with the grandkids and that's coming up at the end of this month. So I have just started to plan camping again now that I'm over kind of the hump of remodeling the house. Um, wow. but, and I will tell you this too, you guys are a little bit, you know, have a luxury of weather. In Florida, camping in the summer, it's tough. It, you might as well take a shower and just put your clothes on without drying off because that's yeah. just going to be soaking wet all day. Yeah. There's no yeah. way that you know. There's just no way to enjoy the outdoors um, all weekend in the sun unless you're in a pool. So, yeah, I'll start picking it back up. You know, we bought a smaller camper so that we can go. You know, quick weekend trips. Um, I was towing that forty foot and it was just too much. Right. So that's, that's a big end. Yeah, we're down to a little weekender, and I think uh, we'll probably at least once a month get at least a weekend out. You know, I, I really love the idea of work hard and play hard, but, uh, you know, you got to take a little break on occasion. So camping's my go. break. Well, we've had the same struggle. Our truck had some modifications done to it and to allow us to get a few more places. So we're going to try next week to get the camper back on the truck and uh, just start doing some quick overnight, you know, escapes, go make breakfast and come on back home, you know, but it, it, it is, it's a busy time, but I had to, I had to ask, I had to ask you. So you, you see, um, you see a lot come in contact with a lot of, of entrepreneurs and what do you see that makes you smile right now? And, and let's take this back. You know, you, you've got a different vision. So, you know, your vision is a hundred thousand feet above, you know, you get to really, you get to see a lot. But is there something that just that you've taken note of with entrepreneurs in this day and age that just makes you smile? I think one of the nice things now is um, I feel some, you know, genera generation just depends on it. But a lot of people won't stick with it when the going gets tough. And, you know, I watch especially a lot of these, you know, detailers opening shops. They're going through rough times and they're they're just they're plowing through and sticking it out. And I think. That's just kind of something that you love to see because we all know it's never easy in the beginning. And if you think opening a business is going to be instant, you know, cash flow and working 40 hours a week, you're in the wrong place. Boy, yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it's and I, I don't even care if it's, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, or, you know, you're, you're working for somebody. 
you've got to, you have to put the time and effort in, you know, things pay off when you put in the effort. And, uh, you know, it's kind of good to see. I've seen a lot of young kids too, especially on these Facebook groups that are, you know, starting out and they're really doing well. And it just, you know, that kind of warms your heart to see, okay, they're going to make it. They, they were willing to put in the time and effort because, you know, you, you see some that, you know, come crying to you like, oh, I really tried hard for a couple months and I just, it didn't happen for me. I'm like, a couple months? <laughs> like, yeah. you really, you get, you know, you haven't even got the word of mouth out yet in a couple months. So, you know, I, I think that's a lot of it is these people have the passion and the drive and the commitment just to put that time in. Because um, we all know you're not going to, you know, nothing comes easy. You know. I always tell people that the first three uh, winners, you know, winners are usually the slowest for detailing. My full-time gig went to my part-time gig. I had a, I had for three winners, I had a full-time gig and did detailing part-time. And then it, by about April 1st, I was back doing detailing full-time and didn't have a part-time gig. But, uh, you know, I had, I had kids and responsibilities and I didn't want to eat up my savings, you know, and so don't be ashamed. I mean, even in 08, it was getting to the point to where it was like, okay, how long is this going to last? Because, you know, <laughs> our key thing is survival, you know, and <clears throat> Diane and I had the conversation many times. Okay. What's the threshold point to where one of us goes back to work or even both of us go back to work part-time. And we, you know, Diane did take a little uh, during the ski season, a little bookkeeping type of job for a little bit, you know, just, just, just to take the pressure off. Right. Um, but that's, that's your survival instincts. Yeah. You know, is maybe your full-time gigs, not a full-time gig yet, you know, make it a part-time gig until it turns into your full-time gig. I think that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. So you, all of us have been given one piece of advice during our lives that you love to spread. Do you have something that somebody has, has said to you during the years? I mean, you've come in contact with some a lot of amazing, powerful people. You work with a group that's amazing uh, within your team, around your team. But has anybody said something? Or do you have a piece of advice that you think is really, it's wisdom? Um, I, I think I have something I try to live by um, more so and try to, you know, instill in everybody in the building is, you know, we always like to say, never say that's not my job. Mm. And you know, not only is that something I, I like to share with them, but I like to live it. You know, it goes back to cleaning toilets or, you know, when we moved in this building, you know, I painted and hung chair rail and assembled the cabinets and the countertops in the kitchen. You know, everything is your job when you work as a family or, you know, a tribe or a group. So I think it's real important um, not only to share that thought, but also to live it. You know, people aren't going to do do it if you're not doing it, you know, and for me, you know, I like to get in and get in the middle of it just with them. You know, when we moved in this building, it was, it was, I think seven weeks of working seven days a week, you know, long days and moving a, you know, company this large, it requires everybody to do a little bit of everything. You know, we had, you know, a customer service manager pulling orders when we were back up and running, you know, it, everybody pitches in um and i think you know if you just live that everybody around you will see it they'll appreciate it but they'll also start living it themselves and it, it just it makes it for a better team unit i love it great great piece of advice 
Okay, so now, if somebody lives underneath the rock... And they and can't find us? <laughs> they can't find you. I mean, so how do, how do people connect with, with, with you and AutoGeek? Well, you can always come to our site, and I'm going to give you a little tidbit or a, a, a press release here, which we will have a new site within 24 hours. Oh, wow. wow. The first one to hear that. So please come visit us this weekend because we have a fresh new baby being launched. Um, so you can always find us at autogeek.com. And then uh, obviously we have our Facebook. We have our Facebook group, the 101, um, if you have any questions. We've got the Autogeek um, forum. We've got uh, Instagram, TikTok, um, and our YouTube channel. You know, if there's anything anybody needs help with, you know, you just go on a YouTube channel and search it. And even if you can't find it there, which I'm sure you can, but if you can't, we have technicians on the phone, you know, every morning at 8 a.m. You just call in. There's somebody that will walk you through any project that you're going for, whether, you know, you're a customer or not. We're here to help. Make sure you get it done right. Um, you know, and then we have live chat and you can always email us if it's after hours. But we want to make sure we cover everything we can for you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, anybody that is an entrepreneur or you're in management in a company, if you just listen to the moving parts as chief operational officer that this dynamic professional covers, that's a lot of moving parts. And the fact that you, A, still smile and you're so cordial is pretty amazing. But I also think it's testimony of just how well you've got your shit together. And that takes time, doesn't it? Well, you know, I will say there's probably, you know, we've all made mistakes along the road, but when you've been doing this this long, you've kind of got it nailed down. Not that I'm not going to make some mistakes, but you know what? We've been doing this a long time and our team's pretty tight and I feel like uh, it, it runs like a well-oiled machine and, you know, we, we have a good time doing it. And as long as you do that, you don't mind going to work every day. So. I love it. Yeah, <clears throat> that's what I tell people. I, I don't ever wake up. It's been since I had a job and it's been a long time since I've had a job that I woke up and I just said, I don't want to do this. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, every day is a challenge, even on the tough days. You know, <clears throat> we've had personally probably one of the toughest two weeks of my life. If I've got to pick out five of those chapters of toughness, you know, I'm in the midst of one of them right now. And I woke up this morning and I said, you know, I get to, to speak to a good friend, somebody I really, really appreciate. Um, it's not you, Chris. Sorry. I know. You're number I know. two. You're number two today. You're number two today. Uh, but I get to work it with Chris. I, my mind gets to be free, and I get to, to speak with a dynamic person, you know. And Chris was so good because he, you know, he knows I'm going, you know, we're going through some battles right now. And he's like, hey, how's the notes coming? You know, he's checking in on me, you know, you know, the last couple of days. And. And it was just, it, it's, it's awesome to have you here. So if, uh, if you get a chance and you're at a show and you haven't met Megan, please go shake her hand. And uh, first off, tell her that you appreciate her effort because she works her butt off. But second off, just get to know her because you're a great person. Thanks for coming on this morning. It means the world to me. Diane said to say hi. You, you tell her hi, and I, I miss her home cooking. Yeah, right. And I know I'm number two in, 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 in your book with her. That's okay. She won you over. She's pretty, she's pretty dynamic. I'm sure, sure lucky guy. But Megan, thanks a lot. Hey, take, text me some pictures when you go camping. I'll text you some of mine. 
Will do. Thank you for your time today. You got it. Take care. All right. Bye. Have, Thanks, have a good one, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.